Welcome to the UKC Hunting Ops Podcast. Today we discuss some recent changes that primarily affect pointing dog owners, along with some tips to improve your registration experience. You're listening to the UKC Hunting Ops Podcast, celebrating hunting dog heritage, competition, and community. United Kennel Club has been the hunting dog sports home for coonhounds, beagles, retrievers, pointers, cur feist, and more for over 125 years. This podcast is fueled by Yukonuba, the official performance dog nutrition partner of UKC. Hey, welcome to the UKC Hunting Ops Podcast. My name is Todd Kellum. I'll be your host today. Today's topic is going to be registration, uh, primarily registration topics along the lines of field dog stud book and our pointing dog program. Lucky for me, I'm joined today by two experts from United Kennel Club, and they're going to teach us a lot about what we need to know. And first up, I'm going to introduce Taylor Armstrong. How's Taylor today? I am well. I am well. Um, I'm the Director of Customer Support and Registration here at United Kennel Club. Um, just celebrated my 14th anniversary earlier in the month, so I'm very happy to be here as long as I have been. And Worked with Todd all of those 14 years, so oh, him yeah. and I have, have worked a lot together over the years, especially on this over the last couple of years. So. And I was thinking, too, that certainly you don't need any introduction to our Coonhound and Beagle customers. You've I'm been a little to... <laughs> bit more familiar with them. Yep, I've, I've traveled a lot um, on that side of, of our business right. over the 14 years. So. But we do, both of you, we want, to, we want to introduce you to our Pointing Dog customer segment, and this is a good way to do that today, so... It's a good opportunity. Um, next up, we have Oren Foster. Hey, that's me. Uh, so my name is Oren. Uh, I'm one of the senior agents here working in customer service and registration and uh, primarily focusing on all the field dog registrations and stuff like that. Uh, been here at UKC a little over a year and a half now. And some of our, some of our customers will recognize you on the video segment of this as having done some shorts for us recently. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And those are helpful. I really like those. Yeah. We need to do more of that. But Orrin did a great job with that. So some of you will recognize Orrin. If not, he's going to be someone you're going to want to get to know. And um, you'll be working with him a lot in the future, I'm guessing. Um, man, I want to get, get you guys out to some of the events, too. Like yeah. we just talked about, Taylor, you've been to a lot of the Coonhound Beagle events. I'd love to get you and, and a lot of our staff out to some of the American Field Field Trials. Some of the UKC um, field trials that we do on the other side on the EBs. How uh, comfortable are you on a horse? <laughs> I have ridden one. It's been many years, but <laughs> uh, not very, I'll say. No, and, it, and they're not all horseback trials, obviously. I'll um, sign up for that well, one. Then. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, today's topic, registration. There's been some changes uh, that we need to review. I, you know, I'm, I was struggling with... Oh my gosh, just how, how do you make this an entertaining topic, you know, we're talking not, about... Not the most exciting thing in the world, it's but... It's not, but it's so important. <laughs> yes. And the more we know about it, you know, the less, uh, the less tedious and less of a problem it'll be. But it is, that is the conundrum is, uh, you know, the registration part can be confusing, especially for those customers that don't do a lot of it. And I'll throw myself right in the mix with that. You guys do registration stuff every day. I don't even. So when I go to help a customer at an event or do one of my own dogs, 
hey, I'm sitting down reading those forms just like everybody else that's listening to this. So I put myself in their shoes, and that's why ah, maybe I'm a good person to lead this because I, I know just enough about it to be dangerous. <laughs> I, sure don't, I don't know it like you two do. But the paperwork, you know, it's important. It's historically significant. It allows us to breed better dogs, and it adds value to our dogs. So that's why it's, it's very important. Um, I always like to start by, by reminding everybody on, you know, the big three registries in this country and, and how long they've been established and been around. Field Dog Stud Book is the oldest purebred registry in the United States. Right. I, love, I love that. They were established in 1874. 1884, along comes American Kennel Club, and then in 1898, United Kennel Club. So in a 20-year span there, um, all those big three registries are developed and have been operating successfully ever since. Right. That's, it's, it's very cool. It's very cool. And then in uh, 2021, here comes an opportunity for United Kennel Club, and we did acquire the American Field and Field Dog Stub Book. I was super happy about that. Um, it was a perfect fit for us. But why don't you talk about the challenge regarding timing? It was not my best timing to bring no. another registry in for you guys to have to. No, it it definitely, the, the timing could have been better. But when you get an opportunity like that, you, you yeah. can't pass it up. So yeah. um, at that time, um, we were about a year removed from COVID, yep. um, which threw our entire country, the entire world into a bit of a tailspin. So, um, we, during that time, we were having a really hard time, um, hiring people, up, right? um, and catching up from that. So, right. um, all things else equal, I think it would have been a really good time. Um, but we just, um, we weren't where we needed to be. Um, but again, we just could not pass up the opportunity. So, um, we worked really hard over the next, um, really, we're still working hard to make sure we stay up to where we need to right, be. So, just, yep. um, we, we learned a lot during that time too. So we learned what works and doesn't work, which has helped us stay, um, get where we are right now and stay where we are. Yeah. So, and I, everywhere I go, I do, I do thank the customers for their, um, support and patience, you know, during for that sure. process for us. Because like you said, not only is it a brand new um, system for us to become acquainted with, it's all, you know, then it's on top of our current workload. And um, I do. I, I thank them for their patience. They're, hopefully they're seeing, um, you know, some, we're catching up now. I, I'm getting less phone calls. And uh, so I know you guys are. We are too. So yeah. it's easier to reach us too. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and one thing I did just want to say too, is I know not everybody has the ability, but we do have an online chat, um, where you can reach us in just a couple minutes, um, for those really quick questions. Um, we're here by phone too, but the chat is super helpful and it's mobile friendly as well. So that's a good way. Right. Um, if you, you know, just have a quick minute, um, you don't have a lot of time on your plate with your life, um, yeah. to try that chat too. Right. So, so during this period of the last couple of years since the acquisition, you know, since day one, we've been thinking about what we need to do to merge these two registers, right? So it did give us some time. And then, as most of the listeners know, um, as of January 1st of 2024, we 
we started the merge or the completed the merge of the two systems. Right. So now we've been operating about three weeks since that was announced. Um, how's that going so far? Are we here? Are you catching? Are you getting a lot of questions or are, is it confusing people still or are we doing? Is everybody doing pretty good? I think um, Oren might have some different comments. Um, he is um, live with customers a little bit more than I am in my role, but um, there's always going to be questions because people, um, you know, hang on to forms for um, their their situation and, and don't send them in. So they may not have the most current fees and things like that. Um, I think we did a really good job of getting the information out there. So we did get a lot of questions up front. So we're getting right. older applications with proper fees and things like that. Um, and I'm excited for um, the feedback um, for when they actually see the the papers coming into their mailboxes, right. which should be coming very soon. So yeah. um, if you haven't seen them, you will be shortly. And they, they look really nice. We've got some of those to, to show those of you watching us um, as we get down there. So what do you have any th thoughts? What do you think, Orrin? Yeah, I mean, I did want to say that, you know, here at the end of 2022, we uh, had some rearranging with the UKC side of things. We had some fee changes and stuff like that. We, you know, we're dealing with those. When it came to the field dog transition and everything like that, it seems like the word is spreading a lot quicker. I feel like I've gotten mm -hmm. a lot of phone calls since the beginning of the year of people calling in like, hey, I heard you guys are changing some stuff. I want to know what to send right. Like, what do I need to do? So, like, a lot of the phone calls have changed to people calling to just make sure they're sending the right thing first. So, it's, it's kind of nice to see how quickly the word seems to be spreading, you know, already as is. Yeah, that's good. And I, I think one of the things that helped was – Am I correct that UKC and Field Dog Stubbook basically had the same data system, didn't we? Correct. That helped. Yeah. So we were lucky in that regard. I gotta believe. Oh, for sure, for sure. It made that that data merge with the systems, which is all on the back end, right. um, pretty much seamless for the processing end of things. Um, it's made once that transition happened and that information was moved over, we were good to to start processing on our end and it it actually opens the rest of our team up to be able to help the field dog um customer base yeah. um that maybe wasn't quite as knowledgeable with that before the move because of it being on two separate systems at that time yeah that's right so to recap i in in our early notes i kept seeing the term dual registered and i i don't like that that term right because we want what we're wanting here, the, the end goal is not for these dogs to be thought of as dual registered. There's there is now one registry. Right. It's United Kennel Club. And that may be branded a couple different ways, branded still with American Field and UKC. So what happened and what happened is that we we're bringing all of our well, a total of 39 pointing breeds are now branded um, American Field. Right. dog stud book right so those the papers for those 39 breeds are going to look a little different than some of the other papers are for dogs registered with ukc um you know most of those pointing breeds from what i saw and taylor and i were going over the list they were the same for ukc and field dog stud book right there were a few that were different i think the two most notable to bring up at this time is uh UKC didn't recognize the Llewellyn Setter. Right. You know, we'd had a lot of discussions on that over the years. American Field, Field Dog Stud Book did recognize the Llewellyn Setter as a separate breed. So 
um, you know, by blending the two registries, we are keeping the Llewellyn Setter as its own breed, mm -hmm. as we should. The breed that United Kennel Club recognized that American Field didn't was the Epagnol Breton or French Brittany. Correct. So I think though, and, and we register a lot of them have a, you know, great success with that breed and their programs. And um, I like that. I think, uh, you know, that that's how you, you are going to blend the two registries. They both have strong segments that were a little bit different. And now we're all under the same umbrella, but we're not dual registered. Right. Dual privileged. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So one registry brings along one set of fees, one numbering system. That was, I'm sure, what took a lot of work on your guys' uh, end. Talk about the how the numbers are going to change. So any dog that was registered with Field Dog Studbook prior to that change, um, their number was a, a seven-digit number. That's not going to change. Okay. What's going to change is we're going to add the letter F at the beginning of that. So with that data merge, um, not to get into the nitty gritty part too much, but um, our system was set up to have a letter and followed by numbers. So to make that merge as easy and Correct. simple as possible for everybody, um, decided to add an F to those. Um, our system would recognize the numbers without doing a bunch of extra programming, taking more time. Um, and then moving forward, any of those breeds in that, that 39 breed category, um, that Todd was mentioning, um, if they don't already have a number because they were already established in UKC, right. they'll get an F number moving forward. Yeah. So UKC's system was a six number, Correct. right? Correct. So, and that's seven, that's a slight difference, but yeah, that's why we added, had to add a letter prefix to all the American field numbers is because that's how our system is set up. We've used so many letters, just so like many. since I've been. <laughs> I can't believe F was available. It's, right. It made so much sense. And it just. I know. I love that fact that F in my mind means field. And that's how I'm going to yeah. remember it, yep. which dogs these are. So we, we did it just for you. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So that is, that's a, a notable change that people are going to need to be aware of. Right. Um, you mentioned earlier, and this is another another um, result of the merge is that for in regards to event eligibility, those dogs that were previously UKC registered are now eligible to enter an American field event. Obviously breed is a, a matter there. And all um, FDSB dogs are now eligible to enter all UKC events. Right. And like I said, I don't know that I, uh, we're going to see a lot of crossover there. I kind of think we will not, but it is an opportunity. For sure. In some of these breeds, especially the continental breeds, you know, they're very versatile. Mm -hmm. So you may see one show up at a agility or dock jumping. I hope or we do. Something. So I hope we do. Just to make sure everybody knows, though, that um, in like the, the EBs, they will now be eligible to enter. Uh, American field field trials. So right. that's a, that's great. I'm, I'm happy for all those dog owners that now have a lot of new opportunity. Um, some things that they're going to notice are going to be uh, some different artwork. Okay. For different reasons. At first I thought, Oh my God, this is, that's, this is going to be terrible <laughs> or at least stressful <laughs> for me. But then I was going through some of my old dog records last week when I was in here in the office and I showed Taylor. Yeah. I'm like, look at these two American field pedigrees. Now, 
I had registered, uh, one was an old uh, English pointer and an English setter, but they were from back in the early 90s, uh, maybe 90 and 92. Let's say a couple different, a couple years different from those two dogs. In the artwork on my field dog stub book pedigrees from back in that day were diff was different. Right. On those two dogs in only a short window. Mm -hmm. So well, next time I talk to Bernie, I would love to know how many times the field dog stub book papers did see a artwork change. Yeah. I'd love to know that. Yeah, I do, I have no idea. Because I was be thinking Oh my God, these, this art hasn't changed for 150 years now. <laughs> God, we have to change it. And I did see some comments along that way. But hey, the new artwork looks very similar to the yes, way it did. I don't very. think people are going to, I think they're going to like it, but they are going to notice it. So it's something that we have to, sure. have to bring up. Okay, my, let's talk about fee changes. Because like we said, one registry, we can only have one set of fees. We got, you know, it's, it's now one set of customers. Mm -hmm. Let's let's walk through some of the differences on the papers themselves, including the fees. I don't know if you want to start with litters or individuals. My mind goes to litters first. Yeah, we can do litters. So this is where I have some actual copies to show everyone that is watching. Um, so the field dog litter enrollment has typically been um, $25 plus $2 per puppy price-wise. Correct. Um, and what you would get back is a like a, a quarter page um, litter enrollment certificate um, has litter owners information, parents information, how many puppies. Um, but that was the deliverable you would but get. But it's just a siren dam Correct. on the dog certificate. Correct. Right. Um, what the process is going to be now is it's going to be a flat $34, no more per pup fees. Um, and most litters, that's actually going to be a price break right. um, because most litters with these breeds are, are over, you know, five, six puppies. Um, and what you'll get back for that is a new puppy packet for each of the dogs in the litter. So this is where it's going to be pretty different. Um, this is a little booklet that's got some information on how to get started in some dog sports. Uh, but when you open that booklet up, page one is the registration form for the puppy. So as the breeder, you're going to get eight of these papers. You open it up, and your signatures eight, part. Eight booklets. Eight booklets, Not yes. Eight booklets, okay. correct. Um, and then when you open it up, that first page, you will sign that as the, the seller of the puppies and give that to the new buyers. Um, and then they'll complete the rest of it with the pedigree options we have now, what they want to name the dog, um, their address, and all of that. Um, so that's going to be pre a pretty big difference um, for what those customers are used to seeing. Yeah. And it's it's different for me. So let's let's back up and take these a couple steps at a time here. You'd mentioned the the fee goes from twenty five dollars plus two dollars a pup to a flat fee of thirty four. And like you said, if I did my math correct, a six pup litter that used to cost thirty seven dollars in field dog stud book will now cost the um, breeder thirty four. Correct. So that's cool. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, and that's that's you know in line with our current fees, and it saves them a little. Simple math, but it's going to save the simple math. So right. you just and the more, one fee. The more pups over six that she has, the more you save. Yeah. So that's plus it's easy to. That's just a round number. It's easy yes. to remember. Yeah. And okay, let's talk about the puppy pack. And now this was this is one that I honestly wasn't too familiar with. I I came to you a couple of weeks ago and thought. Well, actually, I got brought in to work on this puppy pack right. project. So that's neat. You you have to, 
the customer has to know that your your puppy registration certificate is the first page Correct. in this booklet. Correct. Don't throw these booklets yes. away. <laughs> Please don't. It, looks, Please it may, don't. Look, like, it may <laughs> look like an ad or something. It's not. It is your it's your kit. Um, I love that the cover is branded Field Dog Stud Book. Yeah, and United Kennel Club. Yes. That's yep. that's awesome. You open it up, the first page is your registration certificate. Mm -hmm. Yep. For those of you watching. Yep. And it tears out easily. Yep, it's perforated, mm -hmm. so it's very easy it's to been, tear out. We've been trying it and testing it over in the hound side, right? Or are all of all, you, Casey? All of you can yeah. see has been that and way. It's going well for three or four months by now. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm going to segue here for just a second, and I hope I don't get away from my notes, but I, I mentioned that I got to come in on this project with this puppy kit. Mm -hmm. There's a few more, you know, it's a several page booklet. Right. Little booklet. And one of the pages, obviously, is um, our performance dog nutrition partner, Yukonuba. Mm -hmm. So some great information there from yep. Yukonuba that people are going to want to check out. The page that I had the most fun working on, and it, and it made me think about some things going forward is... We have an opportunity for all dog, all pointing dog puppy owners are getting this book. Some of them, a lot of them field trial, obviously, right? you know, with the acquisition of field dog stud book, but there's a lot of them that don't. And what better way to introduce them to the sport of field trialing than every puppy owner getting one of these kits. Right. Where, where I can say, have you thought about getting into field trials? Here's who you contact, you know. Um, whether it's AFTCA or other organizations to say these these organizations are looking for people to become involved and they'll help you. And it's a great opportunity for that. Yeah. And that's on the UKC side. And we use it for that, too. Um, when we started, went to the, the puppy packet model, you know, it, information on how to start your dog and the one of many events that we have Um so it is a very good way. Instead of just putting stuffers in envelopes that get thrown away with the envelope, it's it's part of the registration. Yeah. But what I did notice is we have to do, and, and we've got some other changes coming. We'll talk about a little bit at the end. But even on our own websites, we can do a better job about, have you thought about field traveling? And make it real easy for people to just click here yeah. and say, what do I need to know? Yeah, I'm thinking about doing this. What do I need to know? To How do I go see one? Where do I? It's kind of got me motivated to update some of that, <laughs> which is good. So, yeah, anything else to add on the puppy um, puppy side of things? Oh, I, I thought of one thing that I wanted to bring up that I you told me earlier that I thought was real real interesting. Previously, wait, am I getting ahead of myself? I probably am. Individual dog. I wanted to talk about <laughs> the fact that they get pedigrees now. Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's jump into individual dogs. Okay. So historically on the field dog stud book side, um, you when you registered an individual dog, you would again get a very similar quarter page registration certificate for the dog. Has again very basic information, parents, names, the dog's name, breed, sex, color, registration number. And you had the opportunity to order an additional pedigree, which would come separate. Correct. Um, it's also something that um, you didn't have to do. Um, some people would just do the registration certificate. Um, the UKC model, which is what we moved field dog to is every dog gets a pedigree. So moving right. forward, you, instead of getting the little quarter piece of paper, you're going to get a full page 
book that opens up. Um, front is going to be registration certificate. It's not really a book. It's one big sheet. It opens up like a book. Um, But yes, it's, it's, there's a fold in it. Yeah. Um, Front page will be the registration certificate information. Same stuff that was on that quarter page previously. The backside of it, however, is the pedigree. And you can't just get a registration certificate. You can't order just that front page. Um, The size pedigree can differ. So we started a three generation um, and we actually go all the way up to a seven generation pedigree, which is going to be new for for the field dog side of things as well. Um, But that is automatic. So there's no more optional pedigrees. You don't have to um, do the math um, to know what the, the price would be. It's just one price on the back. Um, so that, that's again, going to be another big difference on the, the individual registration side. And if you decide to sell the dog, when you open that page up, the transfer document is right inside. Bill of sale. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I like that. And so did we talk about the fee? The fee will again, depend on what size pedigree. Yeah. So it's going to start at 30, um, and then can go up to, Close to 100, depending on what other extras right. you want to so get. A standard, so. so we we consider the three gen, I, I would think, our standard, mm-hmm. right? So a standard, uh, so a, a registration that previously cost um, a dog owner in, in American Field $25 now costs 30 Correct. But it includes a three-generation performance pedigree. Right. We didn't talk. We didn't touch on that. Right. Um, so... Performance pedigree on the UKC side of things is gives you information on the dogs um, in the pedigree, their color, how many puppies they've had. Um, and field dog in the past has had to pay an additional fee for the pedigree to have wins. Um, there's no longer an additional fee for that. All pedigrees, all performance pedigrees have that win information. Right. That's um, all, and that's all transfers of ownership. Correct. Puppies, older dogs, any transfer of ownership, the customer will select whether they want a standard um, pedigree, which is three gens, or they can upgrade to, like you said, yeah. four, five, six, seven. Yep. Um, when we get into the six and the seven generation pedigrees, those aren't performance pedigrees. Are not. Um, are not yeah. because they are about three feet long. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a lot of. There's a lot of information just with dogs' names on there. So um, having all the win information just isn't feasible on this already very large piece of paper. So, um, but everything up to a six generation would have that win information. Right. For no additional. Fee. And then one of the one of the facts I I learned from you recently was that. In this, in the studies that we did previously, only thirty-eight percent of the field dog stud book um, transfers came with a pedigree request. Right. That that amazes me because the pedigree. So many of us love the pedigrees. We, yeah. know, we talked about the historical factor, um, the in the performance. Looking at you know all those dogs in the in the lineage of our current dog that we're hunting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, the fact that only 38% of the people were getting that, and now they're all going to get a performance pedigree. All yep, of them. All of them. So pe- people are going to love that. I know they will. And then here again, if I did my math right, uh, a five generation with wins that used to cost an individual $65 mm-hmm. at Field Dog Stud Book, they can now get for 42 <laughs> so that's still some of the good news that we got to yeah, get out. For sure. Um, there's going to be some savings and, and they'll, 
you know, hopefully people realize that and take advantage of it. Yeah. Um, that's great. So uh, let's see what, what's the next change. Should we talk about DNA? We can talk about DNA a little bit. Yeah. Um, another just really convenient thing was we used the same DNA lab that Field Dog Sudbook had used. Yeah, so got lucky uh, there. Yeah. again, couldn't couldn't have planned that part any better. So um, that made the results that were already done really easy to move over to our system. Um, the price is going down on that. So the Field Dog price was sixty five. It's now fifty five. Um, you'll still be getting a. DNA certificate. Um, it's going to look a little different, um, along with all the other things that are yeah. going to look a little different. Yeah. Um, information wise is going to be the same. Um, so not a whole lot is changing other than the price is going down. So that's a great thing. <laughs> uh, touch while we're on the subject of DNA touch on how do, how does someone, uh, start down the DNA process if they want it, how do they get an application and how do, how do they go about doing that? Yeah. Is Why don't you hit this one, Oren? I've just been kind of talking away with Todd here. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, to get the DNA process started, you can do it a couple different ways. Uh, you can always give us a call. We can place that order with you over the phone. Uh, but you can also just order that directly from the store and the website. So, you okay. go to ukcdogs.com, go to the store, type in DNA, and it'll Get pop you a up kit. Uh, hmm? Yeah, the process. Send you the stuff, whole kit, the swab, all the paperwork, the all the swabs, all the instructions, yeah. everything. Yeah. All right. So... I know that comes up from time to time when I'm at events. So wanted to touch on that. Yeah, that's good. Am I am I missing anything on then changes on the registration end regarding fees, artwork? I think we checked all the boxes yeah. there. If we're going to get into some tips on um, maybe improving your registration experience, and I think some of these topics will will revert back to. Alan, I know we both have new Daltra Pathfinder 2s. How are you liking yours so far? I'm liking it. I've even had the opportunity now to use mine where I didn't have service, where I download uh, the map of that area, and uh, it works flawlessly. Love it. I agree. I really like my Daltra Pathfinder 2 as well. I've used it quite a bit the past few months. I really like the crystal clear maps. I like that it doesn't lose uh, service very much, and I can't have, I don't have many bad things to say about it at all. Dogtra Pathfinder 2, the official GPS caller partner of UKC. Okay, so we've talked about some of the changes um, that customers are going to see. Let's, I want to spend a little bit of time, since I've got both of you here, talking about suggestions for better service. Because these are things that people need to know um, that will make it a better experience for them. Right. First of all, let's talk about, you touched on it a minute ago, chat versus phone calls. Yeah. So um, we are here by chat, call, email. Um, but the the quickest way, so if you just, you don't have a lot of time on your plate and you have a question, chat is by far the quickest way to reach Correct. us. Mm -hmm. um, our wait time, um, it hasn't really wavered from about two minutes. I know. So, so explain to people how they how they initiate a chat. Yeah. So when they go to our <laughs> website, um, ukcdogs.com, um, or even if they went right to americanfield.com, there's a little box that will pop up in the lower right-hand corner um, that says chat with us. Um, between 8.30 in the morning and 8.30 in the evening, Eastern time, that yep. box will say chat with us. Yep. 
if you come outside of those times, it'll say, leave a message and you can still send us a message and, and we will get to it the next morning when we're in. Um, but don't close that chat box yeah. after you type <laughs> your message. So that's what we see sometimes is okay. people will say, well, I left you a message, but if it's during the day, it doesn't right. leave so, a message. So you have it's, to wait. it's live chat. Correct. It's chatting Correct. between the customer and the associate here at UKC. Correct. So and not a robot, one of us. Yeah. So, um, you know, you don't have to be super vague in your questions. You know, we're, we're people answering those questions, right. not robots. So, um, you know, type your question and you'll get a message saying an agent will be with you shortly. And usually within that two minute mark, someone's yeah, saying, Yeah, so the takeaway hey, here is two minutes as opposed to 10, 20, mm-hmm. right. more. Right, um, So we've done a lot on our call time. So our call times are not nearly what they were, you know, six, seven months ago. Yes. Um, but we do have a lot of people with questions. Um, and we we just, the, the chat is just such an efficient way um, to reach us for for those just quick questions you might have. I do have a pro tip for the chat as well. Yes, okay. please. If you do use the the chat and you connect with somebody, stay on the chat. Like a lot of times, like people will try and like go to a different page on their phone or computer or something like that. When you do that, it disconnects the chat, oh. and it almost looks like we disconnected. But then on our end, it looks like you you disconnected. So if you're in the chat, stay in the chat until you're done with the chat, right. <laughs> or it's going to disconnect and kind of go crazy on you. Okay. Sorry, that's my pro tip there. You can reconnect, but you can't, yeah. won't necessarily Get reconnect the to the agent. same agent. Yeah, it'll so reconnect. Yeah. There's yeah, some so re-explaining yep. you might have to do. Yeah, good tip. Good tip. So then also, I mean, it's been a little while now, but extended business hours, that was a big thing for us. Yep. I was so happy to see that. Yep. And that, that I think makes it a lot easier for the customers to reach us in mm-hmm. any one of those ways that, that we do communicate because We've got staff here 12 hours a day to answer questions. So Right. All those years that you and I were here when I felt so bad people get don't get out of work till six o'clock. Right. And then they can't get a question answered. Yeah, and not to mention if they're not in our time zone, then they really yeah. have yeah. a very short window to reach us. So Yeah. Um, email correspondence. And I think additionally, is there someone that they that our customers should be directing questions to? Or what do you recommend as the best way? For them, let's 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 say an American Field customer that has a question about their pointing dog, how do how do they present it in an email or to who? Probably or? the best way is when you go into like writing the title for that email, put Field Dog Sudbug FDSB American okay, Field something go. like that. It's gonna stick out to us when we're looking through those things. Right. So if there's something in the subject that's any indication of you know what it should be, that'll that'll help us narrow it down. The email address you want to use um, for those is registration hmm. at ukcdogs.com. Okay. Um, that box is a shared inbox. So if Oren's out, it just doesn't get ignored. You know, I can hop in um, yep. one of the other um, 14 agents I think we have. Yeah. <laughs> um, don't quote me on that one. Yeah. But um, so anybody can answer those questions, especially now since those databases have been merged. Um, but definitely using that shared registration at ukcdogs.com dogs.com email is the best way um, to reach us by email because you don't have to uh, and well don't I talked worry to so about, and so and don't yeah. worry about listing a specific uh, customer service agent that's no. your topic. Right. List, topic if you've already talked to someone and you're following up on an email by all means okay. you know attention Taylor attention Orin whoever you spoke with um, we're all able to get in there so um, that is that is perfectly fine um, but yeah that shared inbox is the the best way for sure okay great so here's something else I want to I want to get into a little bit, and that is people when they experience delays, 
And there's many reasons that, that could happen. Um, one, of the, one of the reasons is because the work that got sent in ends up in a hold file. I want to just talk for a little bit about hold files so the customer understands that. And then we'll talk about some of the ways to avoid landing in that hold file. Uh, so what basically is, is the hold file or that the system for processing a problem that might have found its way into a hold file? Okay. So, uh, so like if somebody mails in an application, say we, we're automatically going to try and run the payment first. So say they send their card number and we try and run the card and that card declines. We don't have the payment for it, so we can't do the work for it. So then our first thing we do is we're going to try and call. If we don't get any response to that call, then we send an email if we've got an email address. And then if we don't get anything back from those, then we send a physical letter in the mail. We're trying our best to get get, get, yeah, contact, get paid. And then in-house, it goes into our system. It gets logged, everything like that. We've got scans of all the applications, everything that we need right there. We just you see everybody reach back out. Right. But I, <laughs> I want the customer to realize, man, you don't want to end up in a whole file, right? Hopefully, they can get you on a call or the email. If, you check your, if you're good about checking your email, it shouldn't delay your registration process too right. much. Mm -hmm. If this goes so far as... Us needing to send you a letter, yeah. man, you're, that's going to delay For your sure. process and it's going to frustrate you and it's frustrating on our end too. So we have to do our best to make sure that work does not land in the whole file. Um, what are some ways we can do that? How about double checking that all information is accurate for the dog and the owner? Right. Mm -hmm. Dog's name, That color, has to be a high sex, percentage of stuff. your yep. hold file. And, and it's easy, you know, you know your dog's name. So you're like, oh, I'm just going to fill out my name and address, but we don't know. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the biggest part. We need to be able to put it on your paperwork. So um, just making sure those blanks are filled out um, is the best way. Um, if you're paying with a credit card, don't lock the card. Don't use a card <laughs> that you have to lock because that you don't know oh. when we're going to charge it. Oh. Um, mm -hmm. And unfortunately, in our day and age, we, we have to do those kind of things because people try to scam <laughs> our, our accounts and, and things like that. But um, that can be really the easiest thing um, is, you know, don't use a card that you you lock or something. Um, that's we hear that a lot more mm -hmm. nowadays is, oh, it's locked. Let me unlock it and charge it, um, which is great if we can reach you by phone. But if we can't reach you by phone and have to follow up with an email or letter, it's not quite as simple. Um right. We did also last year start a payment portal online. Um, so for those people that are missing payment, we call them, we leave them a message with the um, payment portal, send them an email. They can click on that portal and pay the oh. difference without having to call us or send us an yeah, email. That's, mm -hmm. that's good. Um, so that's been really helpful for the customers to not have to wait to get their their resolution in. Um, and once we we call, email, send a letter, We'll follow up again yeah. with another call, <laughs> with another email and another letter, because we want you to get your paperwork. Um, you know, the the one thing I can say, too, is if you sent your paperwork in and it's been, you know, a month, month and a half and you've seen nothing whatsoever. There's a problem. There's probably a problem somewhere. Um, so it's, it's good to reach out um, just to double check. That problem might just be that it got caught in the mail and we didn't get it quite so quick. Um, but oftentimes that problem is something was left blank or payment wasn't it's in submitted. It's a whole file and contact with a customer hasn't been, hasn't clicked yet. Correct. So, yeah. 
And we get it. Everybody has their own life. You can't answer the phone call every time it rings. But, um, you know, that we're calling you to try to get that resolved because right. we know you want your papers. So. So and then you and this this topic for this podcast being the changes to the American field, um, some of those that were more specific. Uh, one of those was a was fee changes. Mm -hmm. And if your fees are not correct or, or there's a lot of paperwork out there that's circulating with incorrect fees. Right. Right. Every time there's a change. Yep. I mean, you have to, pro tip, make sure <laughs> you're checking for the correct fee, not just what's listed on your old paper. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's a couple of ways they can do that. Right. Yeah, they can. Uh, we have it posted price wise on both the UKC's website and American Field. Okay. There's a link right there. It says, you know, registration yep. fees and forms, everything like that. And when you click on that, that's going to be all the most up to date prices. So if the prices on your form don't match that, they are outdated. Yep. So you just need to make sure whatever whatever the website's telling you, that's going to be the most up to date uh, up to date number for you. If you don't want to look through the website, you can get in chat. You can yeah, chat. And chat. I can say, hey, how much is yeah. a transfer? <laughs> Yeah, yeah like two I said, minutes. I, I got my answer, and now my paper doesn't end up in hold. Yeah, yeah. It's man, that's a that is so worth doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I say I've had like five or six calls just today alone where people call in like, "Hey, just wanted to make sure what the new fees are before I send it in because I don't want to get it stuck or anything like that." And I was like, "Let me tell you, I have no problem." <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good one. People have to pay attention to that. Um, I guess another one would be keep your records current, right? <laughs> I mean, get on it. Yeah. I, I, here again, I'm I'm as much of a violator as anybody else, but you set that puppy paper off to the side, and then a year later, it's like, hey, he's looking good. Yeah. <laughs> I want to run him. <laughs> yeah. And then it's so, I don't know. That just, that leads to, I got to believe that's a high percentage of your problems also. Right. Is papers that just don't get stay people don't keep up on them yeah and i mean life gets in the way you know you were like oh i'll send it in next week and you know next thing you know it's or a year later and you're trying to breed the dog or and that litter of puppies is how old now and then they've <laughs> got to go through the yeah it's like oh dang i never yeah did the other thing is a lot of our paperwork does have a late fee of right. 25 dollars um or 30 dollars now i'm sorry after a year so the sooner you get that in you know the more mo money we're going to save you too um, and then you don't have to worry about if we, if you forget and it's two years later, what our prices are at that time. Yeah. So stay current. Probably another, another pro tip would be to stay organized. Right? <laughs> Make sure you keep all your dog records in one place. That's the only way yeah, you're going to be able to helpful. do it. Um, all right. Enough on that. Let's, uh, I don't know, we're getting ready to close up here, but talk, let's talk about some changes on the horizon. I, one of the, one of the things I wanted to touch on was one. When these changes were announced back in December, and you see some of the comments on social media, um, you know, people don't know yet. They haven't heard, they haven't right. experienced all this or heard our explanations of mm -hmm. it. So, you know, some people are prone to worry and it's like, oh, I hope the, you know, the I hope they're not, the preservation of our history is safe. And I just want to, I, I can't reiterate enough that, man, that, that American field history that brand, yeah, we are so proud of, and we're we're gonna do nothing but build mm -hmm. on it. Yeah, I mean, if we didn't want to, we would have just put everything over on the UKC side. <laughs> but it was important to so us. So that brand is so important. Yeah, and I just want to reassure people that moving forward, um, yeah, we're celebrating it. We're gonna build on it. You're gonna see some cool things to come. Uh, without going in, I can't go into detail, but 
some things that'll make the history even more approachable by more people. Mm-hmm. Okay. How's that? Uh, and then in regards to their service here at UKC, some changes that are already taking place that haven't been announced yet are going to be so beneficial to individual customers, mm-hmm. clubs, yeah. um, you know, of, uh, participants in a, for events. They're going to see some, they're going to see some great things. And the first step was to get the two, to get the two registries uh, merged and, yeah. and up and running. So one thing I did forget to mention too, is, is the, the litter registration um, is a form that you can do online now. Um, so that works for the That's field right. dog side That's of things. That's new for yep. American field customers, yep. isn't it? Um, and as part of, um, our kind of cryptic coming soon ish kind of stuff yeah. is, you know, and all, all those forms that we have, um, will be available online, um, with some of these changes we're making. So, um, trying to modernize our process as well. Um, so it will be coming. Does this, um, <laughs> so uh, aside from mail aside, does this, does it speed up the process for a customer to do an online registration? It yeah. does, definitely. A, there you go, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> On our end, you know, it, it's verifying information rather than typing all the information yeah. in. Yeah. Um, so it's it's it speeds everything up um, other than the mail back to you. But that's – it sped everything up till this point. So, yeah. you know, then it's minimal weight. Mm, excellent. Oren, closing thoughts on um, – the changes or tips or I'm excited. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean now that we now that we're actually able to go through and get everything processed and stuff like that, it doesn't really change much on our end, but it does seem like it goes a lot faster because it's all just seamlessly together in one. So I'm I'm with you, yeah. and I I'm most excited about people seeing service come, you know, back to where it was for us pre-COVID, right? And they're getting their papers quick, and the hold times are quick, and yeah. It's, oh man, I'm, yeah. And the new systems are really going to help. It's, yeah, it's help already when we process, regard, you know, so. we see dogs that are registered um, and have either UKC or field dog, the opposite in the lineage that we wouldn't have been able to see as easily um, with, with the two different databases. So, yeah. All right. Well, thanks to the both of you. Hey, Oren and Taylor are available to answer questions as am myself. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Look forward to hearing from everybody, helping them when we can, and best of luck. Thank you, Todd. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the UKC Hunting Ops Podcast. Be sure to give us a follow so you don't miss any of our new episodes or content. 